Hi, I'm Lucas James. And I'm Jordan Ross. And we're the co-hosts of How to Scale an Agency. After scaling our own agencies to over $185,000 per month in sales and working with agencies doing hundreds of millions of dollars in revenue like Hawk Media and Neil Patel, we've made this show to interview the top digital marketing agency owners and highlight the fastest ways to scale your agency. If you'd like to join the best digital marketing agency community on the planet and let us help you scale, go to agencygo.io to sign up today. Hello. Anything you want to talk about right off the bat as we kind of let people in? Because I know people tend to come a couple minutes after it started. If you have any questions, feel free to ask now. But what I wanted to kind of talk about today was sort of how to build an agency if I were to build it from scratch. Uh, a lot of people ask me this question. If I were to start from day one, what kind of things would I do differently this time around as opposed to, you know, obviously all the decisions I made to get to this point. So if you want to chime in, feel free, but I'm just going to kind of go into the, the sort of lecture or demonstration or what have you right off the bat. Feel free to raise your hand, though, if you want to talk about it uh, or ask any questions about it. But first and foremost, what I wanted to discuss was essentially that when I first got started with my agency, the first thing that I did was I went out and I aggressively prospected people. I tried to get as many people um, into the, uh, oh, I say, hey, uh, what's up? Kashaw, I'm going to add you as a speaker. Um, if you have any questions, feel free to ask them. But what I was saying was I, I aggressively prospected people. I did a lot of outbound prospecting. And I actually wouldn't do that now necessarily. I know a lot of people are huge advocates of cold email, LinkedIn outreach, things like that. But I would actually start by creating content and creating a course. Um, I would do these things first. And I don't have like a course product to sell you. Like I'm not going to tell you, you know, buy, spend $3,000 with me and I'll make a course with you. I just think this is good common sense um, nowadays. Make a course, get that thing out there, get distribution. And then what happens is you become a trusted authority in your space. And once you're a trusted authority in your space, you can charge people for services. People will just gladly hand over money once you have that authority. So that's that's the first thing I would say. But Kashal, did you want to ask a question? I know that you, you're speaker now. Yeah, sure, sure. So like uh, I'm starting my email marketing agency for e-com. Everybody tells that it is it is saturated, but I don't uh, think so. Like it is dependent on the people. Like how many outreach you do per day. So like my simple question is that like when you do cold outreach to people, like doing cold email. So like uh, do you provide some value? Like do you do some sort of free like free stuff or you directly pitch your offer? Like because I've seen like ninety percent of them are directly pitching like. Uh, we will generate 30% of your revenue in 90 days or the money back empty. Like, if you are in a position, like you are setting out, like what what are, what were your angles and your offers on it? So if I heard that correctly, so it was breaking up a little bit, but if I heard that correctly, you're asking um, what kind of angles do you use to book meetings with people from outbound? Is that correct for the messages yeah. you send out? Yeah. 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 For, for like for, for email marketing. Of course. So what I try to implore into people or like really get people to understand is that what you want to do when it comes to sending messages out is you want to send something that everyone is going to say yes to. This is this is something that a lot of people don't understand or they don't really think about because ultimately when you're doing messages, you fall in what I call the traditional trap. And I've started talking a lot about this recently. Um, but the traditional trap to me is basically a situation where 
you're just copying every other agency because it's easy. And everyone says the exact same pitch. We all say it, which is something like, hey, I do X, Y, or Z service. Would you like to hop on a call with me? I've gone into this in detail in other episodes or, or, or AMAs um, about why that's a bad thing to do because you're just basically copying what everyone else is saying. So what you ideally want to do when you're crafting a message or you're doing some sort of outreach is you want to think about it in terms of what is something I could tell somebody that every single person I send this to will say yes, right? And so what I try to do is my whole thing that's been working really well is, is free leads. That's like my, my main thing that, that really works because everyone says yes to it. Now, I know that if I get on a call with enough people for free leads, I know a certain amount of them will pay for more leads, right? I mean, I know that statistically. And so it's kind of like um, when you think about, I don't know if anyone has ever been to Costco, um, but Costco has really cheap pizza that they sell for like a dollar or $2. Why do you think that is? It's because everyone's going to go to Costco for the cheap pizza. They're going to buy that pizza. And then they know that if they buy that pizza, they're going to be able to buy more things. It, you know, one of the value props that they have as a business is that if you're a club member, you're going to get a discount on everything, which is really cool and all. But what they probably realized while they were building that business was if we give everyone really cheap pizza, we're going to be more likely to get people to hang out outside of our store and then more people to convert into actual paying customers, right? And most businesses don't think like that, which is why most businesses are not scaling and why they're not really doing very well is because they don't understand that the goal is really just to get their attention. That's why it's called a lead magnet, right? Because you're, 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 you're getting all these people to come to you because the offer is so good. And if you've read the book, $100 million offers, he talks about this, but he's actually writing a second book, which I'm excited for. I think it's going to be around lead yeah. gen. Yeah, $100 million leads. Yeah, so so if that's yeah. the case, right, like he's probably going to cover a lot of the same stuff I'm talking about here in that book. And that's probably how he got a lot of people to work with him when he was starting is he didn't just go out and say, yeah, I could do business consulting for you. No, he probably did something like, hey, um, we're doing like 10 sessions this month, basically giving away $1,000 in value um, where we're going to go in depth on your business. You don't even have to sign up for this. You don't have to pay but we're going to spend one hour deep diving into your business. And at the end of it, you're going to have a full comprehensive plan on how you can scale the next 12 months. Are you interested in this? People typically pay us like a thousand dollars for this, but we're doing it for free. And that is more interesting than just let's hop on a call and have me pitch you. You need to do something that you would actually pay for, right? It needs to be something you would pay for that has enough value that you would pay for it. That is really where the value comes from, right? That's that value equation. So ultimately, what I would implore you to do is think through your offer and come up with something that's so good that everyone would say yes to it. And if you operate from that mindset, you'll get tons and tons and tons of meetings booked. It won't be a matter of like how it'll just happen constantly all the time. Um, and then you could set up so many different lead magnets, right? You could have hundreds of different lead magnets. I mean, a conference, like a free conference, for instance, or a free virtual event. Uh, or a free guide. These are all lead magnets, right? They're just to get you in the game because you have to be in the game with these people. Once you're in the game and you actually are like, you know, in the money and you're actually in the conversation with these people, then you can convert them into a paying client. But you got to get in the game first. And if you're not, then you're just not going to have any opportunities to actually pitch them on anything or sell them on anything because you're not going to have those conversations, right? So that's really what you want to focus on first. And I can go into a little bit more about sort of the step-by-step -step that I would use if I were to rebuild my agency from scratch. 
But Kashal, if you have any other questions, feel free to ask. If anyone else has any questions, now's a great time to ask, um, you know, before more people show up. So do you use like Zoomail for sending cold email or like do you stick with only Google Workspace? Yeah, for cold email, I actually have recently started to use um, instantly. I used to use Lemlist uh, and I still do, but I've noticed that instantly is up and coming and they're really trying to give everyone cheap prices. So they're a really good solution for something like that. And I use Gmail, yeah, for the workspace, mainly because Microsoft is kind of a pain when it comes to setting up your, you know, your specs for actually sending email. You have to set up like your DMARC, SPF, all those weird things, technically speaking. And, and it's easier to do that through Gmail, in my uh, experience, than through uh, Office or 365 or something like that. So I'd recommend that. Hopefully that helps. Um, okay, so if anyone else has any questions, again, feel free to ask, but I'm just going to kind of go into it. So again, to frame this um, for some context, I was able to scale my agency. Last year we did, uh, Oz, I see, I see you got this. Let me, let me do a little bit of a, uh, some points here and I'll, I'll bring you up. But uh, I was able to grow that to uh, $1.7 million in revenue last year. And we've done, I think at this point, over $5.7 million in revenue total since we launched about four and a half years ago. So we've averaged about a million dollars a year for the last four and a half years. Um, and then now we're past that, obviously. Um, and this year we're on track for two to three million, which is exciting uh, in sales. And so again, a lot of people ask, like, how can I replicate that growth for my own business? And there's actually a much easier way of doing it than I would have done it at the beginning. I wouldn't have gone out and just prospected people like crazy. That was not what I would have done. I would have been a lot more strategic and I can go into that step by step. So if anyone has any specific questions about it, let me know. But Oz, I want to answer your question. I'm bringing you up right now. Um, as a speaker. So feel free to um, ask any other questions if you guys got one. Oz, feel free to ask your question. What you got? Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Like, one last question. Like, uh, do you use like Loom Outreach for your like, yeah. meetings group? So this is actually a really good like, question. One thing I'll do is after this, I'll put it at the bottom. We actually do. I have a whole folder of video prospecting messages I made that have closed hundreds of thousands of dollars in deals. And I make Loom videos on them as a way to convert my audience into, into becoming customers. So I'll put that in the chat. Uh, if you guys think somebody would find it valuable, feel free to retweet that after this uh, episode, because then you could get it to a friend who might also want to see it. So that would be helpful. But uh, I'll put that in the comments section of the tweet for this. I'll, I'll retweet it right after. But yeah, I do Loom video outreach. That's, that's a really good way to get people, especially for SEO. SEO is a really uh, good industry for this because you're basically sharing what all their comp competitors are doing and you're doing a side-by-side -side analysis of their brands versus hundreds of other brands that might be doing better than them. And it creates a ton of FOMO and there's a lot of tools that will actually show them exactly how they're doing and how well they can improve, which makes you look really smart, which is what you need when you're just starting out is you need a, a way to look really smart, essentially. So like in, in your first email, you are giving some freebies like lead method and then in second email, you record a long video and to convert the prospect, right? Or is there anything else? Yeah, no, no, no. Uh, basically what I do is the, the hook is I say, hey, I created this free video for you, analyzing your website and comparing you to the competition. Do you want to see it? And then everyone says yes, because there's no risk and there's only FOMO. Because they're like, ah, shoot, what if I miss this? Like, what if I don't accept this, right? So that hook is what gets them in. And then from there, you've gotten them and they're ready to go. But if you just hit them with, hey, I'd love to do analysis for you or hey, I um, would love to take five minutes of your time to like, you know, compare your business to another business. 
that's too much effort because you're you're asking them to pay because you're asking them to pay their time in order to get an outcome, which is the analysis. So thank you for the questions, Kasha. I'm going to move on to Oz, but I really appreciate you. Uh, feel free to join. Um, you feel free to stay around too. If no one asks any questions, you can ask more, but um, feel free to join for next week as well. Oz, uh, did you have any questions? Yes, thanks. Uh, I was just wondering if there's any particular kind of um, marketing agency or agency that, um, you know, because I've, I've been, this is the second space that I'm in and I've, I've listened to other to some of the other ones that you've made. So I'm just wondering yeah. whether everything that you talk to is particularly geared towards other than lead gens. You can say, hey, you yeah. know what, this would work for any kind of agency or if there's one that it wouldn't and specifically yeah. because I want to start a recruitment agency. Right. So I, a little bit different, but yes, that was my question. hundred percent. Um, this is a really good question. So basically, um, the, yeah, the best way to think of this is, uh, I have, we actually have, uh, I think we're at 500, uh, agencies now inside of our, um, membership, which is the twiz membership it used to be called agency go. We switched it to twiz. Uh, basically that's a software that I built. So I have a lot of, um, touch points with agencies on a daily basis. Um, so I can give you some more rounded context here. Basically the type of agency doesn't really matter. Um, we actually do lead gen and then we also do SEO. That's how I actually got my, my business to the size I talk about in the title of this, uh, episode, right. Is, you know, the $2 million agency that was actually from SEO. That was how I got my, I guess my come up. Right. Um, but lead gen was something we expanded into because what happened was, especially during the economic downturn of 2020, there was a lot more people who wanted direct response campaigns. And SEO is not direct response. It takes time, right? So we lost like 30% of our customers. We actually ended up growing a ton during the recession, which was good because everyone was moving online. But direct response was a key reason for that because people needed leads now. They needed to scale. They needed to grow. And the one thing I've learned in my career so far, even though it's been a short career, is that you really can't change human behavior. At the end of the day, people are going to want what they want, and you could try to do whatever you can to get them to want something otherwise. But it's much better just to understand human psychology and human nature rather than um, trying to change it, right? So we adapted to the conditions of the time, and we offered a very mouthwatering solution for these people who needed direct response in a down period, right? So I can say with confidence that it doesn't really matter if you're offering a direct response solution, a project-based solution, a retainer-based solution, a long-term solution. What matters more is the offer that you give, the structure that delivers the offer, the vehicle, right? Your profit margin on that offer. And then if you're trying to get more leads, it ultimately always comes down to the lead magnet. How many you have, how good it is, how much you're willing to spend. Because here's the thing. It's the same. So like I, I use him a lot because I think everyone here knows, but obviously Alex Ramosi is kind of kind of the kind of the guy right now but um in the book he talks about how the company who can spend the most money wins right because you can provide a better product because people are willing to spend more money with you and so even with our twiz membership we're constantly increasing the prices we're actually going to be increasing the price to 279 dollars per month probably here by the end of the month as opposed to 97 for new members because uh it's the same thing if people pay us more money we can put that more into increasing the product increasing the service increasing the offering making it better having better guarantees the same thing goes for lead gen right and this is kind of like a, a mind-shattering concept that i didn't really realize until recently is it's the same concept if you can deliver a better experience for basically little risk or no risk and zero cost for somebody that's why you hear the term free lead magnet 
that's why you give away free guides and stuff. The more robust and the more you can spend on that, you will win in the long term. That's why people spend so much time and money building books, for instance, or hosting conferences or doing these things because they have so much excess profit that they can spend on a better free lead magnet to create a better free experience for people to then get them to want to stay longer or buy from them more often, right? And again, it's all about staying in the conversation. So you should look at it as what is the cost per my free lead magnet? It doesn't always have to be a free lead magnet, but it needs to be something that gets them to convert into a lead. And then at that point, the more you can spend to get that lead, the, the more you will scale. I know it sounds kind of contradictory, but you're providing a better value prop, which means that you're actually getting more people to share your business for free, which actually brings down the cost of your lead acquisition over time. And people will spend more money with you because you provided more value up front. So if you're not thinking in terms of like the actual lead being a real cost, whether the cost is in terms of time or money, then you're not really thinking about it as how much value can I provide to someone with this lead magnet to get them to want to talk about me and to work with me. Hopefully that helps Oz. But I think that's probably how I think about it is like you have to think of it as a concrete object that is that is either a service or some kind of a software or whatever. I'll tell you what, what's working for us right now, uh, and I'm very transparent about this because it's the same strategy LinkedIn uses, is I will say, hey, we're giving away free leads because we are. We get them all the time. Sometimes people can't uh, can't use them inside the software. They can't work with a certain client, so we'll hand them off to our free accounts that sign up. And what I do is I say, look, these are basically the backup leads that nobody wants, but you can get access to them if you want. They're free, right? You can have them. If you want to get access to the better leads and you want more you want to get to the front of the line then you have to pay right but do you see how that is valuable because i'm actually still giving them leads they're still getting something and every like few leads they might get one that converts into a customer but they're in the back of the line right it's kind of like disney world where you go to disney world and you're in the back of the line unless you pay for the fast pass right it's the same concept same exact thing but it's valuable because you're actually giving them value disneyland is still giving them the ride it's just that they're saying you have to pay more money to get to the front of the line, right? Same concept. So I would say if you can get a free lead magnet like that, that actually works and is honest and is authentic and actually delivers value and you're not just scamming people, then you will you will grow incredibly fast. So I would say this, and this is, I'll open it up to any other questions if anyone else has any, but um, or Oz if you want to ask another one. But the thing is the strength, the growth of your business is directly correlated to A, the number of genuine conversations you're having with people because people can definitely, definitely tell if you're being inauthentic. It's very, very obvious to people. They're very smart. Um, and B, the value of your lead magnet, right? The worse your lead magnet is, the less you're going to attract people to your business. People get very like, highfalutin and talk about the law of attraction stuff, which I definitely think is true to an extent, but you have to also remember that that whole law of attraction thing, it's really hard to like practically apply. If you want to think of it in terms of just strict numbers and like a business sense, the value of your lead magnet is the catalyst for the law of attraction that people talk about, right? It is the thing that sets up that into motion and drives the leads to your business, right? It is actual true inherent value that you either pay for in cash or you pay for in time and that brings people to you right so hopefully that answers your question Oz. i know it kind of went on a tire tirade there for a sec but uh, if you have any other questions feel free to ask if anyone else has any other questions feel free um, to request uh time up here and i'll bring you up otherwise i'm just going to go into 
some more tips as to how I'd, I'd grow my agency from scratch if I were starting over today. Um, yeah. Anything else, Oz? Uh, just a quick follow-up. So, uh, so the question, I mean, the, the follow-up question is, so it really doesn't matter if the, it's going to, it might sound bad. I'm going to say this, but it doesn't really yeah. matter then if the product is the person, because with the recruitment is I already have like the funnel of yeah. the people that I might place with a company. So in, in my, you know, like with the recruitment agency that I want, it's, I'm mainly focusing on getting the companies to say, yes, you can have like, yes, we'll allow you to look for people for the roles that we need. Right. Right. So it, it doesn't matter if that's the product, it's, it, it will be, uh, basically work the same. Uh, so wait, can you can you phrase that one more time? I, mean, like, I don't know if I got that correctly. Oh, okay. So you were saying that it doesn't matter, you know, if it's a software or what you're offering, but the offer here is like the offer is, I, I have, let's say I have the funnel where I can get a lot of people interested that are looking for jobs, you know, interested yeah. in a job that you might have. So it's so let's say that right now my the recruitment agency yeah. that I want that I'm starting wants to focus on me getting the companies to say yes we will give you the opportunity you know to look for the candidates that yes. we need. We'll yes, actually this is this is totally applicable to what I'm building right now because we're not doing recruiting but we're actually matching job opportunities to agencies whenever or to any prospect that comes through to an agency right that's basically our model so you're a hundred percent correct the value. Uh, what you're doing, because we do the same thing, what you're doing when it comes to matching, right, the actual person uh, who's looking for a job to the person uh, who's looking to hire, you are giving the value of time, right? And also money, because they might have to spend money on a recruiter to do this. So if you can give them some of that for free, then you're in a much better position. That is a transfer of value. And I think that's the biggest issue is like, just to kind of end it, because I see Hunter and also AAA, uh, has a question. I'll start with AAA first, but as I would say this at the end of the day, the reason why people fall into the traditional trap, which I'm going to sound like a broken record saying that thing over and over again. But the reason people fall, mostly agencies fall into this is because they're, they just copy business models that work, which means they forget that to get somebody interested to want to talk to you, you have to transfer value. It has to be real value. That's either free or like such a good offer that they can't say no to it. That is the biggest issue. So if what you're doing covers that for your customers, then you're good. But just most people don't think of it like that. And that's the reason most people end up in spam filters, why they don't get through to people, why they don't get them to hop on a call is because they're not transferring any kind of value to the person who's interested, right? It needs to be some kind of hard value, right? That's the most important thing. Um, so I'm going to move on to triple A and then Hunter, I know you got requested. So I'm going to add you as a speaker and all answers as well. And actually before triple A has a, a question to ask real quick. I'm going to actually drop this in the chat uh, here in the comment section. If anybody wants access to uh, free lead scripts, all the scripts that I use to grow my agency to decide, you can um, you can access them here. I'm putting them in the chat, grow.agencygo.io forward slash leads. Completely free, free to access those. Feel free to access them if you want. Uh, it'll give you access to a Google Drive folder with like tons of scripts and also the video analysis script I'm talking about is in there as well. So if anyone has any issues with accessing it, just DM me as well, but that should be there for you. Um, triple A, let's go with you. And then Jake, I also see you asked a couple minutes ago, so I'll, I'll answer your question right after that. So Triple uh, A, what's your question? Um, hello, uh, Monica Lucas. Um, actually, my question is, um, if I'm going to start um, like a lead agency, 
um, um, sorry, like a lead gen agency. Yeah. So um, what is the best price to actually charge uh, my my customers? Like a price that is going to be fair for right. me and fair for them too. Okay, so that's a great question. Um, so the price that you charge is directly correlated to this, the way you're distributing the service and, uh, and also the value of that service. So how are you distributing? Is it in a course? Are you actually doing the work? Uh, can you give me like a brief summary, like one to two senses of how you're actually delivering the leads to people? Okay, um, like, um, like a company that wants to make more sales, yeah. So what I do for them is I go out there and I look for people that are interested in what they have. So I provide them with the lead. So I do the. Right. Um, but are you are you so actually kind of, are you're actually sending the lead? You're doing the work yourself. You're not just like telling them how to do it. You're actually delivering the leads to them. Yes, like I'm actually um, um, I'm totally bringing the leads to, to so your prospect. Okay, so so to, so to be clear, unless you have a software which is what I have, I would definitely charge over $1,000 a month for this minimum, right? Because you have to bake in your time. I've not, in, I've interviewed. Like, um, you mean like $1,000 for, for like how many leads? Uh, well, what industry are you predominantly working in? Do you have a specific industry you're trying to aim for? Um, like no, um, what do you call it, specific, um, what do you call it, industry, yeah. like any, like any industry. Well, I'll tell you what, from my experience, we've delivered tens of thousands of leads now to companies. I would say that it, if you have some kind of a scoring system set up to actually adjust the value of every lead and you do, what's really hot right now is the performance-based thing where you basically do pay per lead. I actually would recommend that as a model because most, this is something if any of you guys do lead gen for companies, just remember this very well, most lead gen agencies suck. I'm just being honest, like most of them do. The thing, the reason why is because the model is inefficient, right? Because you're basically paying somebody for leads that they don't already have, right? So they have to go out and get you leads, and because of that, it usually is an issue. So AAA, if you want to have an advantage in the space, and I've been in the space for a while, what I would recommend, and this goes for anything that's in direct response, so any of you guys doing paid ads or anything like that, same deal, and it's the same problem. Um, try to find a area that you already know you can kill it in, stick to that, and then just arbitrage the crap out of that, meaning, don't go into areas you're not entirely sure you can get results because what happens is you get pissed off customers and they end up wanting their money back or they end up wanting all these things. And if you can really work on performance base and you can say leads that meet these criteria cost this much, leads that meet these criteria cost this much, then you can focus yeah. on a few customers getting you to pay a lot of money. I would say for cash flow purposes, it's okay to say, hey, I'm going to have you pay me 10 leads up front. So like, let's say it's $100 per lead. I want you to pay me a thousand dollar monthly retainer to start. Mm -hmm. And then after that, every lead is like a hundred bucks or something, right? That's okay, but you should make it sort of like pay per lead or have some kind of base that you can increase and don't do the mistakes so many people make and just kind of like gamble with people's money. And that's not even something I'm saying that I like, I don't think you would, but most people, most agencies actually operate like this and they don't even realize it. Like most agencies operate with the whole, you pay me, I will go see if I can get you leads. There's a good chance you might not. And if yeah. you don't, that's kind of on you because you're taking the risk. You, that's what most businesses do. And that's why most agencies aren't very good. Now, I will say with a caveat here, I didn't realize that this was what I was doing until recently. And I didn't even realize that like as in the last year and a half, two years, I didn't realize this is what mo most agencies do. I didn't realize that this is a problem until recently. And 
the thing is, if I had to do it differently, I would do it in the way I would describe to you now. You can build an agency that does over a million dollars a year, and you could think you're doing great. You could think you're doing a great job for the clients. But once you re- like wake up and you realize, because this is what happened to me, that the product you're delivering isn't as good as it could be, and that most yeah. of the industry in direct response advertising is actually doing it completely wrong, or at least not giving most clients the best product they can get, that's when you yeah. really start to think, how can I improve this? How can I focus on just one area that I can crush it in? And they don't even have to take a risk because I already know I can get these leads. Yeah, that's yeah, the model, yeah, right? So, yeah. but just just keep that in mind. You don't want to fall in the traditional trap. And I'll wrap up here because I know we've got a couple other questions. Um, but you don't want to fall in the traditional trap, which is basically that you know you're you can't look at other companies for inspiration because other agencies are doing the same exact model, which is under delivering on what actually clients need. Um, that's like the majority, the large majority of agencies are under delivering. Hopefully it answers your question, but I would not, I wouldn't start at less than a thousand and make it based on contingent on like X amount of leads. And that, but then after that point, I would try to make it maybe like a thousand dollars a month. And then every lead after that is like a hundred bucks, but only do that if you're doing that in an industry that has volume. If you're doing that in an industry that's like medical devices and it costs like $300 for every lead then you might have to change that model up. But I would have a floor so you can get cash in and then some kind of performance-based metrics so you can scale with that. Does that make sense? Yes, sure. Awesome, man. Thank um, you so much. Um, I appreciate yeah, was that? so much. I appreciate you, man. Thank you. Definitely hang around and come next week if you're free. Um, all right, all we're right. going to jump into – I'm going to answer real quick. Uh, I got Jake Savage's question. Is he still in here? Let me see. Uh, he is, yes. Okay, Jake, I'm going to answer your question right now which is uh, what's the best way to warm up a brand new email to get it ready to send out cold emails. I actually have a video on this, um, which I'll actually put in the the notes here as well. If you guys want to access it, but basically um, this video, uh, I guess I'll do it after, but if you go to my YouTube channel, cause uh, I have to pull it up, but if you go to my YouTube channel, you can actually get, I have a whole playlist on this. Um, just go to look up Lucas James and then uh, Twiz. If you just put that in the search bar, you should see it. And I have a video called All My Cold Email Marketing Scripts and it break our secrets and it breaks exactly that down. So you can see it step by step. But I would start off with um, GMAS because GMAS allows you to warm up emails for free. And then I would just spend a week or two doing it. What a lot of people don't know right now about cold emails, and I don't know if this is true for every email provider, but I think it is for Google from what I've seen, is they've actually changed the way that they warm up emails. So from what it looks like, it looks like Gmail is actually warming up a lot of these emails before you start sending. So you don't have to spend as long warming them up, at least for practical purposes. You guys shouldn't be sending, in my opinion, like thousands of emails a day. What you should be doing is focusing more on an incredible lead magnet that gets so many people to say yes that you don't have to send out thousands of emails a day to be effective. And then if you're doing it that way, you don't need to wait weeks and weeks to get something to work. You could start sending out me emails pretty quickly, right? So I would use GMAS, I would use a Google domain, and I would just start sending stuff pretty quickly. Like that's what I would do. Hopefully that answers your question. If you wanna ask another one, feel free to just pop that in. I'm gonna add Carson as a co-host because him and I have been doing this for a bit now. Um, and then I'm gonna ask, uh, I think that's Jason, right? As a speaker, you were up here. So do you wanna ask your question? Yeah, um, the first one is super quick, so hopefully I can ask two questions. But the first yeah. question is, I was reading a book, and I, I think it's called Agency in a Box or Agency Outside the Box. Right. And he's talking about instead of uh, – sorry, I don't remember the exact name, but I think you probably know 
the book that I'm talking about, he talks about using like Loom videos instead of booking a call and just trying to close yeah. on the cold email. What do you think of that? And then if I'm a, if that's quick enough and I'm allowed a follow up question, I have another quick follow up to that. You know, actually, Jason, I was just talking about this at the beginning, and I'm going to put the Loom links below, but that was actually how I got started. So I kind of, as a freak accident randomly, I just decided, hey, uh, this is about four and a half years ago, four years ago, I decided, hey, I'm just going to start sending these valuable SEO analyses to people to get them to want to talk to me, because I figured if I did this, there's no way they could say no, because I was getting a lot of no's at the beginning when I was just pitching people. It's like, there's no way I can say no if I just sent them these things, because they have to say yes. And Loom is great because the way Loom used to be demonstrated through LinkedIn is you could click on a, it would show the preview of the Loom video in the LinkedIn messaging inbox. And so you'd get like a much higher conversion rate. Now it's a little bit dropped because LinkedIn's trying to crack down on some of these links. So I would be a little hesitant, um, but you could still use that strategy. It just doesn't work as effectively as before, but it doesn't really matter because Loom videos in themselves still work. And the reason they work is because most Loom videos are screen shares when you do it correctly. And again, it only works if you're showing them the data and you're building that character with them because people at the beginning stages will work with you because they like you. That's what happens at the beginning. That's the, the key thing is they like you. That's usually why. I had so many times where people just said, hey, we're only paying you because we liked you. Like that's the only reason. Everything else is kind of Eventually, you got to get out of that stage because you got to build an asset that produces cash flow, and then you don't have to be in the day to day. Like I spend thirty minutes a week actually working on my agency now because I have management in place. That's it, and I've done that for like sixteen months now. I, I just focus on the software, and so the agency is self sustaining and provides cash flow. But to do this, I would say Loom videos are great. I'll provide a link below after this so you can access it, Jason, and everybody else. But yeah, I have a whole folder of of those videos. Hopefully, that's helpful. Yeah, what, what's the name of the book Because I or the author? Because I, I'm driving now and I don't remember it, but maybe you can tell everybody. It was a free book on Kindle. I'll message you later on, on Slack if that's okay. Okay, perfect. Yeah, real quick question was, are you saying like not to go after industries we're not familiar with, like uh, to what you were saying in response to an earlier question? It sounded like... Yeah, okay. So, so it's not really... Okay, this is a, a common misconception. I think is it's not really about the industries as much as it is the um, is just wherever you have the best arbitrage opportunity. So for instance, I've heard this a lot where people will say, you got to niche down, you got to niche down. Well, I built a $2 million agency without niching down on a, on an industry. I did niche down on a service though, because the service we had had the best arbitrage opportunity because we were able to write really good content for basically nothing because we had a really good system of like hiring writers and firing writers and moving through writers that were bad and all this stuff. And we had an army of contractors that we built out in the United States. And so we were able to get our cost per word down so low. So the arbitrage opportunity was on that. Now, if I had a gold mine on like real estate clients, then I would just focus on that. So it's less about the client. And, I, and by the way, the biggest agency I've ever interviewed on the show uh, if you guys don't listen to it, How to Scale an Agency podcast, you can check it out. I post all the videos on YouTube too. But the thing abstract. is that, yeah, the abstract one. Yes, the one I sent you. So he, I actually asked him this question specifically. He, if anyone hasn't heard that one, uh, he does $54 million a year in revenue, right? Um, they don't have like 25 years or something as an agency. But he said that he does not focus on a specific niche at all. He just has a service niche, which is lead gen. And his arbitrage opportunity is the fact that 
he has people working predominantly at the Midwest, which if you're familiar with the currency differences in the United States, or not currency, but just like the, the cost of living adjustments in different states, to live and to have a great quality of life in the Midwest is a lot lower cost than to do it in the West Coast. And I know because I live in the West Coast and it's very expensive in California, in Los Angeles. So he is arbitraging that because the majority of his client base is in, guess where, California, right? So that's the arbitrage opportunity. So I would say the client choice is not really, or the industry is not really as important as the arbitrage. So where are you getting the most bang for your buck? Um, you know, in an ethical way, of course, but like, where are you doing that? Where is the best way to get the most profit for the least amount of effort with the most value provided to customers, right? Yeah. Are you saying that he has a bunch of telemarketers in the Midwest? Essentially? Yeah. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. He built like an yeah, army of like, yeah, yeah, he has, 100, he has 179, 179 cold callers and they do, right. I think, 120 calls a day. I have the number inside that article or inside that podcast, yeah. but yeah, it's a lot. And, and it's B2B lead gen, right? Yes. Yes. The other thing, Lucas, remind, if I remember correctly, he was saying that he charges everybody, and tell me if I'm wrong, but everybody 3700 a month. Is that correct? Yeah, uh, 3750 And I but asked everybody him, pays that. It doesn't, yeah. It's the same no matter the client. Well, okay. Yeah, and also, guys, this is a great question. So, the thing that a lot of people um, eventually come to, right, is they eventually come to that point where they realize that they just have to be more consistent with the product. Everyone I interview who does over $2 million in revenue says the exact same thing. They're like, this is the reason why, because I focus on product. I'm going through the same thing with my software and my agency right now because we hit a plateau around that $2 million run rate. And then we're still around there. But the reason we haven't hit $10 million yet is because our product wasn't 10x better than everything else. It was a very good product. But to be like in that category of being like an industry leader, which if you're doing $10 million in revenue, you actually are kind of an industry leader in like your specific industry because um, there's so many different niches and stuff. You have to have an incredible product, like incredible. And that's why he's so good because Jason, like you've mentioned, it's thirty-seven fifty. Everyone is performance-based. Everyone gets the same results. And if they don't, they work for free until they do. And that model has worked so well for him and he has it so dialed in that he can scale it indefinitely, right? So that is really the key. But the, the, the thing is, having an amazing product, the sad thing, I guess, is you could actually have a subpar product and not um, and, and still hit a million dollars in revenue, right? Because you haven't really penetrated the industry too much. What happens when you get to like two million and stuff is you have to have an incredible product to keep scaling, right? But if you want to grow as fast as possible, you should start with an incredible product from the beginning. That is really the key. I, I can add to that if you want, Lucas. Yeah, go for it, Carson. Yeah, for sure. There's always going to be like hot niches you can go after. Like in uh, when I started, like when crypto was booming, yeah, I, I could do crypto press and I could get a yes from virtually anyone. Now that like the markets have shifted, I'm not going to get any crypto clients. Like you still get a couple, but it's not the best opportunity. Like you can shift niches, you can reach out to all niches or you can identify what, what's going to be the hottest topic, what's going to be the hottest trend for you to book meetings, to sell to, to provide your services. What's the best Who's going to get the best return? Who's going to be the most likely to say yes? That's really what you have to look at at the end of the day. And um, 
yeah, the one service, that's really all you need to scale. I don't, I'm, I'm trying to remember the other questions. I'm just forgetting half of this. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, well, I see that. Let's see somebody put in the chat here. They had a question. Um, Vish said, I'm a funnel designer. I'm going to get back to you in a sec uh, because I think Hunter has been waiting patiently. So Hunter, do you have a question you want to ask? I know you've been promoted to speaker. <laughs> yeah, thanks, man. I appreciate yeah. the call, by the way. I'm getting taking down some notes on those podcasts. Um, so, yeah, I, I by the way, I switched over to PPL recently, and I, I can second that bit. Uh, it's a lot easier. It's a lot more valuable offer. And I'm even thinking about taking it a, a step further and offering pay per call where mm. I get a call center involved and yeah. send, direct the call to them. Yeah, uh, I can I can definitely attest to that, man. I, I we just closed a three thousand dollar per month cold calling uh, deal today. We're actually shifting a ton to call cold calling. That's a great arbitrage opportunity uh, right now. So I think that's great, smart idea. Yeah, I, I just think you know the more you can just say like here's you know people don't care about Facebook ads or Google ads. The more you can just say here's the call you're going to get, the better response yeah. you're going to get. Yeah. The the one question I had uh, was. In regards to this um, lead magnet you had set up, were, are right. you just sending out emails to drive traffic to that, or how's how's that? Like, what's the behind the scenes of that? Um, well, okay, so this is the this is the key. So if you have a good enough, this is how you will know if you have a good enough lead magnet. There's a couple of heuristics actually to think about in general for your agency. I'll list a couple of them. This is one of them. You'll know if you have a good lead magnet if everyone is saying yes, no matter what channel, right? That's when you know. Right. So yes, I do email outreach. I do that. Yeah. But it also works on Twitter. It also works on LinkedIn. And, and also the other thing is it'll simultaneously be something that everyone says yes to. And it is also something that won't get you banned on different channels, because if it's something that's clearly fraudulent, then people will report you and you will get banned on these channels. Right. So that's kind of your barometer. It needs to be something authentic that's real that everyone says yes to. And that isn't spam or, or illegal or whatever. Right. So I would say, yes, email marketing is something we do. And again, if you go down to the link, you can grab some of the templates because I have actually in that folder, um, I actually have a, a, te a, a template for every single channel that we get meetings from. So like Instagram, LinkedIn template, cold calling template, everything, right? So all those scripts are in there if you want it. But the thing is, it doesn't matter the channel. If the lead magnet is good enough, it doesn't matter. People will say yes. So like I'll call people up and I get yeses. I hit them up on email, I get yeses. I hit them up on LinkedIn, I get yeses, no matter what, right? And that's the frame shift. The other thing I'm gonna toss in here, just because, and, and I'll ask if you have any other questions after, but um, just a, another heuristic you guys should all note when it comes to growing your agency. Another one that's really powerful that's been guiding me along recently is you have an incredible product if and only if it is viral. That's the only thing that matters, right? If, if you're not getting people to share your product, your product sucks. And that was something that was an issue for my agency. I actually built a, again, I built a pretty good size agency, but our virality was decent. It wasn't like lightning fast, right? Now with the SaaS product, I've spent so much time building the product that the virality is very high. We're getting a ton of people sending people to us and all this stuff. That's because the product is good. So for your agencies, think about it like that. If nobody is referring anyone to you, that's just a very simple and easy way to realize that your product is not as good as it could be, right? So it's another heuristic. So 
Hunter, I kind of went on a tangent there, but did you have any other questions at all? No, that, yeah, that makes sense. And I, I guess from a, if you're doing more of a, just a general agency or let's say a lead gen agency, as you were talking about earlier, yeah. are you building out certain lead magnets for, you know, like let's say real estate agents, if that was your demographic that you wanted to hit like that right. month or, you know, how do you, or do you just go super broad with the lead magnet? Well, you know, obviously the, the more niche you can be for that lead magnet and you can create a lead magnet for every industry, right? You can literally just slap on industry name to the lead magnet. So it could be like, hey, I have a free guide for real estate agents and you could just spin up a guide for real estate agents. Like, you know, whatever is going to get them to say yes. You could be like, I have a 20 page report for real estate agents. And then maybe if they access it, like if they actually go claim it, you have them put their phone number in there and then you call them. Or you say, hey, if you claim this right after they claim it, you can have a, a calendar. This is what I do. So like a lot of times I get a bunch of meetings on autopilot because I will have someone claim the free guide or the free scripts or whatever. And then they'll land on a landing page. And on the landing page, they'll say, hey, we have a, a certain amount of spots, which is true every week that we do these consultations. Um, and it's, a, it's basically we will create a custom blueprint during this 30-minute session where we will show you exactly how you can scale your agency to $2 million in revenue. After that session, you have everything you need to scale the $2 million in revenue. People typically pay us X amount of money per month for this. You're getting it for free. You can just replace any industry for that. Like It could work for anything. The more niche you are with the lead magnet, that does help for sure. So, But again, it's just going back to the same concept of what can you do to get everybody to say yes, right? That's really the frame shift. Does that help? Yeah, that does. I, I appreciate it. That was uh, very helpful. 100%. And then, do you have any other questions? Because, I, I mean, obviously, if anybody else has anything they want to talk about, now's the time because I know we're winding down. we got 10 more minutes, and then and then we're over. But we've had a pretty good turnout this week, so thank you guys. And if you guys have any uh, interest in, in joining next week, we're going to be doing this every Wednesday at one or 12 p.m. PST. Uh, really thankful for everybody that's came so far, so appreciate Lucas. it. Lucas. Lucas, this is great. Uh, is there where is the recording available? I noticed it's being recorded. Yeah, actually, there is a cool new tool that um, I'm using. I forgot the name of it, but I'll have to give it to everybody. But they hit me up on Twitter, and, and actually, it's a place to store all of your Twitter spaces. They're like an up and coming startup, so I'll be having them there. And uh, you can also listen to it on the podcast. So I'll put the link to the pod in the in the notes here. But if you guys want to like re-listen to this episode, or you want to listen to interviews with you know 10 million dollar agencies 20 million dollar agencies and and just hear my thoughts on how to grow and scale an agency on a daily basis um how to scale an agency is is our pod and um you know you can you can listen to this uh as much as you want and if you have anything you want me to cover on the pod or you want me to make a video for you guys on uh how to grow and scale faster i'm pretty hands-on right now so like i'm happy to make uh, as many as you guys want, just just hit me up. I love getting suggestions from people. So here's the show. Uh, Jason, you said, where is the links? So the link to the show is now in this uh, the comment section. And then the link to the scripts, if you want the scripts, is also there too. So let's see. Uh, we got got Dave asking. So Dave, I'll bring you up, and I'm going to actually answer somebody else's question here real quick. And then uh, we'll kind of reach the end here. So we got – I heard, see um, – uh, Vish said, I'm a funnel designer, but I never found a way to cold email outreach. I help coaches and course creators. Is he still in here? Let's see. Yeah, Vish is. Okay. Uh, Vish, did, I'm going to answer your question right now. So uh, in terms of finding a way to cold email outreach coaches and course creators, 
Here's one thing that worked really well for me recently. Well, actually not for me, but it worked well to me. Uh, this guy in one of those groups that I helped moderate, uh, he started making, it was actually such a smart strategy for a lead magnet. He just made a video of one of my podcasts. He literally just chopped it up and turned it into a short form. I immediately hit him and he posted it in the group. He made the video without me even asking. He posted in the group. It was actually solid. And it made me feel good because I was like, kind of got a little bit of an ego boost. I was just thinking, wow, this guy made a video of one of my videos. He actually spent like, I don't know, 30 minutes chopping this up. That's super cool. I then hit him up immediately via email and said, hey, this is a great video. What do you charge? Now, he was a little bit outside of what I was looking for because I already had somebody who was cranking out really high volume of uh, content. So I wasn't willing to spend more. I didn't really need it that much. But if somebody did that, or if I did that, I knew that would be a great way to get more people. So I would say for you, if you're trying to attract like top CEOs and things like that, just make something for them. Don't even like literally say, hey, I noticed that your funnel wasn't as good as it could be. I actually made another version of it. Do you want to see it? I feel like they'd be an idiot not to see it, right? Like who wouldn't want to see that? They would, they would literally be dumb not to see the different version, right? So you could just say, you could do that. And then once they say yes, you just send it over to them, right? So that's what I recommend. There has to be a cost, right? There has to be a true cost to the value that you're, provi you're providing. Otherwise, it's not valuable, right? Is there anything on the planet that's valuable without a cost, right? That's, that's like, this is, agencies think that all they have to do is just email people. And that's the problem. That's why they're not getting anything because there's no value in what they're providing, right? You have to have a cost associated with it to get people to actually want to talk to you because then it's actually valuable. Um, all right, so I'm going to move on to Dave. I got Dave up here. You, you, you just joined. You got a question? Yes. So I my offer was TikTok growth for personal brands, especially entrepreneurs. So during my outreach, I've been trying to like get get them on a free trial because my offer is basically like I will get you to. 5k organic followers on tiktok in yeah. two weeks or you don't have to hire me so that's basically my offer proposition but right. before messaging before messaging them i would have gone through their tiktok made sure that they were mm -hmm. under 1k or 500 followers right. so that i cannot and then i would have noticed things that they were doing wrong that Maybe I can change and then we give them that boost to get them to 5K for last in right. two weeks. But yeah. I I was sending the messages through, through Twitter. Mm -hmm. I sent 10 customized DMs, mm -hmm. 10, 11 customized DMs. I got no, I sent 10 the first day. I got no response. But right. it, 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 doesn't, it doesn't bother me because I just wanted to do it for like maybe a week or a month or something. Right. But, well, well, Dave, let me ask but you. This. I got, but I got banned. You got banned. My account, yeah. yeah, on Twitter. And so I was, I was surprised because if I googled like how many DM limits, yeah. how many limits, it is usually like one thousand per day. Well, but I just message so, ten. Yeah. And so then go back. I was gonna say Twitter. This is. uh this is actually something people don't really understand, uh, and it's totally understandable because Twitter doesn't make it very clear. So the reason, and I'll bring you up after this uh, AAA, but 
the reason people get banned from Twitter is not because of the limit. It's because people are reporting them, right? So that's why you have to do something that gets everyone to say yes. Because if you send messages out to people, then people are going to say this person is like spam and they're going to report them as spam and then their account's going to get kicked off. The reason my account hasn't had any issues is because I'm not spamming people. I'm actually giving them value. And then what happens is when they, when they say yes, they are actually getting something in value. And then from there, they actually you know, continue with us or not. But the point is, Dave, what I would, what I would think about for you is what real cost that is of value did you actually give to people, right? So like when you sent these DMs, did you do something that cost you money or time that the other person would consider valuable other than just sending the DM? If the answer is yes, then if I don't, I mean, usually if the answer is yes, then you shouldn't have a problem getting people to say yes to your offer. So I would just say going forward, think about it in terms of that. Like if you're going to send messages out to people, you have to think of it as what value am I providing to people that is actually truly valuable that they would pay for because you've paid for it, right? Because just think about it, right? Okay, this is my last thing I'll say and then I'll move on to AAA. I'm going to use another basic example here. If you buy a sofa, right? You've purchased a sofa. That means there's a value to that sofa. Somebody else could buy that sofa from you because there's actual value there because you purchased it. It's kind of like when you buy a piece of art, it's only valuable because someone else paid for it. Otherwise, it's just paint on a canvas. There's no like practical utility to art, right? It's the same thing here. You have to have some kind of value or some kind of cost that was extracted from you in terms of time or money that somebody else would want to get them to say yes. That's the basic building blocks of the lead magnet. So hopefully that helps, Dave. I know that's, a, that's an unfortunate situation, but uh, hopefully it gets resolved. Sorry to hear that. Uh, yeah, I got the account back. Is the one I'm currently on right now. Amazing. Well, best yeah, of luck to you. I'm just like careful yeah. not to get the band again or something. <laughs> <laughs> best of luck to you, man. Thank you so much for hopping in and feel free to show up next time, everybody as well. Triple A, I'm gonna just end on you and then wrap up here. Um, Triple A, do you have a question uh, you wanted to ask? I see your hands raised. Yeah, sure. Um, my question is, um, what are the top five uh, molecular niches do you think are the best to go after? Yeah, so I don't have five, but I have three that I think are really good. Um, so three right now, well, maybe four, would be TikTok advertising. Um, so these are more like trends because I typically think you should yeah. focus on a trend when you're first starting because that's where you have the most arbitrage opportunity initially because people are willing to pay more money for something that's trendy off the bat and you don't have you don't need to have as much experience to get started in something that's trendy right which gives you an advantage so tiktok advertising yeah. as one amazon marketing is another influencer marketing is another and then i would say there's another one i've been talking about recently i think i forgot podcasting also is good too but i would say those um, three for sure and then, yeah, just become an expert in that because the threshold to become an expert in something new is always lower. That's why you see so many like social media marketing agencies because it's you know relatively new. SEO has been around for two decades, right? But social media yeah. management has really only been around for like twelve years, you know, ten years really. Yeah. So it's kind of newer still. It's still a trend, right? Website development's been around for longer than 20 years, you know? So I think that's what you should think of is is hop on a trend that's really juicy 
and become enough of an expert to close people and cash in on that trend and obviously treat people ethically and like don't pull a wool over their eyes, but that's what you should do. So I appreciate your question, guys. It is almost one. I got to hop into another live. If you want to join us there, we'll be doing a debrief for YouTube live on my YouTube channel. Uh, you can grab the link to the podcast below. If you think a friend would enjoy this, feel free to retweet it uh, and share it with people who you think would like this content, would like access to the scripts, would like access to the podcast, would like access to, I'm going to be dropping the link into this for the Loom recordings that have helped me grow to a $2 million plus agency as a 25-year-old. Um, and then, yeah, if you have any other questions, always feel free to DM me, comment on any of our stuff. Uh, 12 p.m. every Wednesday, we're going to be doing this. So if you guys want to, feel free to RSVP for the next one. It's been great talking to all of you guys. The, the recording of this will be on our uh, podcast as well if you want to re-listen to it. So thank you, everybody. Really, really appreciate you all. If you, have, if you want to hop on on the after hours and get some more questions answered, feel free to jump into YouTube as well. Thank you all. Peace.